Thanks for listening to The Vine's podcast. The Vine is a church in Austin, Texas, with the simple goal of following Jesus together. And we hope this message helps you in doing just that. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, uh, by worrying, add one single hour to your life? And why do you not worry? Uh, and why do you worry about clothes? See the flowers of the fields grow; they do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown in the fire, will He not much more clothe you? You of little faith. So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. We decided in this in this bizarre season that we're in, of course, we're going to halt what we were going to talk about. Uh, we were talking through our vision for spiritual formation as a community. But of course, we just we really just need to talk about what's happening currently in our life here today, what we're feeling, what are what are the needs that we have. Um, our goal in this moment uh, as a church is the same as any other moment that we have. The goal of our church is, and our mission is to simply to follow Jesus together. And we're going to do that in times of great peace and joy and delight. We're also going to follow Jesus together in times where it just feels anxious, uncertain, where things are kind of up in the air. Um, we, we have that as our mission because we believe that Jesus is actively present here and now, that God loves to lead God's people. Uh, God's a good shepherd. And so we're going to follow Jesus, especially in times like this, in, in anxious times. And these are anxious times, like moments like this. I just feel like one of the things that happens is that one of the great follies that we believe in as a society is pulled back from us. What I mean is like the great folly that, that we believe in our life is this, that we're in control like, like that we actually are in control of our life, that we get to uh, determine our way forward, we're, we're, um, we are masters of our future, um, that we can choose our own way. And moments like this happens in our society, and this veil is pulled back where we actually see that we are not in control, that life is actually happening to us. And my guess is other parts of the world... Um, and other generations that have gone before us are more well prepared for this experience than we are because our life feels like it's in control. Uh, we're blanketed by our comforts, blanketed by our, our power, our influence. And so when things like this happen to us, it's so disorienting. It's like this veil is pulled back and we, we don't know what to, to make of what is in front of us. But again, we believe that God is uniquely present here, that God is uniquely 
uh, leading us, guiding us. And so we're going to do what we always do. We're going to look to Jesus. Jesus is not only the creator and the savior and the redeemer of your life, but he's also the shepherd showing us the way, the way forward, how we can live faithfully here and now in this moment. Um, and again, we believe that God is uniquely here. So if that's the case, then what is God up to? Like, what is God doing right here and right now? How is God calling us as a faith community to be faithful in the midst of this moment, to bear witness to a, a coming kingdom that Jesus is in charge of? Recently, I've been thinking about a phrase that's become popularized in the last like three days, and it's this call for social distancing. And uh, I mean, this is the reason why we're doing this right now, like, you know, why we're doing this online. It's this, this call that we have to, um, in caution, to limit the number of social environments that we have, the number of interactions we have with people as to, uh, to, to hopefully not spread this virus. And so there's this call to, to have social distancing. First off, I think there's so much wisdom to that. Um, it's the very reason why we're doing this online service. Um, and I think that it honors the way of Jesus. Jesus cared for people. He protected people, especially the most vulnerable. Jesus would make sure that he uh, would never put people in danger, especially those who were vulnerable or weak. Yet, as I've thought about this call for us uh, for social distancing, I think there's like this underbe underbelly to it, like this, this shadow side. And what I find in myself when I hear in other people and I'm seeing this temptation is as we move away from people, as we have a set distance in our social environments, one of the things that's happening, I feel like, is there's this temptation to become more and more focused on me. As I push the world away, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take care of myself, my own people. Uh, make sure that my needs are met, my provision is found, my protection is there above and beyond that of others. And all we have to do to just know that that's the case is just imagine the empty shelves in grocery stores. Like we just know that there is this mentality of scarcity where I got to take care of myself, make sure that I, I am, my people are the ones who have provision. That's what I know about the way of Jesus. If there's anything that runs contrary to Jesus's life and his example, it is protecting oneself above and beyond the sake of others, above and beyond the needs of others. Jesus said that the Son of Man came here not, not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. That the way of Jesus is to take all that you have and pour yourself out for the sake of others. That is the way of Jesus. Jesus actually didn't run away from need. He actually ran towards it. Jesus did not isolate himself in the comforts of heaven, but he was so compelled by his Father's love that he came to those of us in need. Jesus ran towards the mess. He ran towards those who were suffering. Jesus had no problem being touched by a leopard. He had no problem with a woman who was for years and years and years was outcast for for bleeding, to be touched by, by her. He drew close to the downtrodden, to the brokenhearted. Jesus' love was in close proximity. And while our, our world is, is tempted to isolate, to protect, Jesus demonstrated the very words of the psalm 
34, 18, when it said this, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Yes, of course, we're called to be wise. We're called to not be foolish and placing ourselves in danger or, or not being foolish and placing, carrying, possibly carrying our, uh, this disease to people who are vulnerable. But I also know that following Jesus always leads us to consider not only our needs, but the needs and concerns of others, especially those who might feel vulnerable today. So I've heard it over and over again, decisions that are being made out of the extreme caution, we are making this choice. And I think for the church, we also need to make decisions out of, out of extreme love, out of extreme compassion. I think God would love to play a, a trick on many of us. This is just an example. I think God would love to play a trick on many of us. For those who have spent this week, um, spent, spent this week stockpiling and hoarding things, Aaron, um, hoarding things that make sure that we are going to be taken care of in this time, I think God might have a trick for you. God might have prepared you perfectly now to take all that you have and to give it away, to care for those in need, to leave a bag of groceries with an elderly neighbor who's been taught that they cannot go out, that they feel isolated and in danger, to ask your neighbors what, what their needs are. As our world is getting smaller, as we are feeling this need to have social distance, I think that for us to learn to care for those people who are most around us, to love with compassion and extravagance. Because at the end of the season, however many weeks or months this might be, when things go back to normal, there could be a legacy that's been written. There could be a story that will be written about how people were remembered for their generous compassion. How while people were anxious and running around and taking care of themselves, there were some who cared enough to give what they had for those in need, to love with courage. So today, if you're feeling low, if you're feeling a bit broken, if you're riddled with anxiety, with fear, you first need to know, again, that Christ is with you. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And he saves those who are crushed in spirit. That Jesus knows no social distancing. We have a God whose name is Emmanuel. God is with us. God is here. God is present. And God is close to you. May you take that comfort of God's nearness. And may you be faithful and courageous as you live out your compassion for all.